Welcome to April 7th edition of the Real Estate Q&A. My name is John Papaloni. And my name is Saad Wadi. We are loaded with a bunch of questions today that is reflecting a lot of what's going on in the market. I'm excited to start. And we are... Oops, sorry, I keep forgetting to turn off the damn volume there, but anyways. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, we are loaded with a bunch of great questions today. I'm excited to get started. Do you want to read off number one, Sad, or do you want me to read it off? Sure, no, I'll, I'll go first. I'm seeing homes on the market, then they disappear from Realtor.ca, but the sign is still up. About a week later, the home is on Realtor.ca again. The price is different, but what happened and why did the price change? Ah, yes, that's a very good question. So, yeah, a lot of time, what's been happening is there's been a market shift. I mean, and, and what happens is that a lot of people are still trying for bidding wars, which are not actually happening. Um, there are some that are successful. I'm not going to say that 100% of them are not. But the reality is the majority of them are uh, flopping right now. At least the bids are. So, I'm, I'm again, homes are still selling and they're not losing value but they're not selling the way they were say a month ago it's taking a little longer to sell and maybe maybe the prices have been adjusted a slight bit when i say a slight bit if you got like nine hundred thousand for your home last month you might get 880 this month it's minor minor thing but i've noticed a difference a lot of price adjustments um that's been my experience how about you Seth? yes so so a, a lot of um terminations and and uh, and price and relisting so just like you said john it's, uh, it's there's more inventory now there's less buyers so homes are selling we're very close market value to what it used to sell but it's just there's no craziness there's no so it's just there's no 50 offers on the property now there's like 10 on the property but so it's just less competition but the market value is still there yes exactly so, but yeah, that's pretty much what's going on there. There's not much we can do about it. I think just the expectations have to change. And maybe there's a good time 100%. to acquire a second property. 100%. Expectations needs to be changed now. There we go. Um, all right, number two. I have a pre-construction condo in Waterloo with interest rates going up. And... The way they are, oh, with interest rates going up the way they are, am I better to sell it now or hold on to it still? Um, for me, this is very, very simple. And I would suggest that, um, I suggest you never sell. You always hold on. You always keep everything as long as you possibly can. If you have to sell, then go ahead and sell. Um, if you don't have to sell, then you're better off to wait. Um, well, the, could there be a market dip with the new interest rates? There could be. Uh, like, the odds are that there will be a bit of a correction. So short term, again, if you can hold on to the, to the house five years or more, keep it or the condo. If you're going to plan to wait for it to be built and then sell it within a year or two, then maybe uh, you should assign it now. That's just my opinion. What do you think? I, I believe that as long as they can afford to keep it, they should keep it because it's a long-term investment. And the, uh, the the interest rate hikes now could be that could has a some impact on it. But in, at the end, 
Kitchener, especially Kitchener and Waterloo area. It, it, it's it's a, it's an up and coming area. It's getting busier and busier. More headquarters are opening there, so the demand is, is going to be there, especially for that kind of regions in the province. So if you can afford it, keep it. Yes, of course, uh, absolutely. So if you can, I agree with that. If you can afford to keep it, then you should keep it. If you can't, like, if it's one of those things that you didn't plan on keeping it long, then uh, get rid of it. That's what it boils down to. Um, number three, if there's asbestos in a condo building, does this have to be disclosed? What if it is in the main part of the building, but the unit has been updated and had the asbestos removed? That is a very, very tricky question because I know if it was in your unit or if it was in a house, it would definitely need to be disclosed. The fact that it's in the hallway and not and the unit's been updated, that is a very tricky one. Um, personally, I would disclose it, but I think the real answer, as far as I'm aware of, is ask your lawyer, but I'm not, you know, again, it's in the hallways. I, um, I, I there's a chance I would disclose it. That's me personally. Whether you have to because it's in the hallway and not in your unit, your unit has been updated. Maybe that might be a selling feature because that could be if it's a if it's a condo building, it may be a building that everybody knows has that issue. So the fact that you said your the asbestos has been removed, that might be a feature. But that's just my thought. What do you think? Well, yes, I I, I agree. It has to be disclosed. Um, always disclose, disclose, uh, because even that it's in the hallway, what this is something that needs to be removed. And when you disclose it, you just you're just on the safer side. Yeah, that's true. Okay, what's the difference between a waiver and a notice of fulfillment? Um, very little, but there is a difference. Um, a waiver is basically saying I'm taking the condition. I'm taking back the condition like it never existed. Uh, notice of fulfillment is basically saying that the conditions have been satisfied and I'm ready to move forward. In the end, it basically means you have a firm deal either way. Um, but I usually, I personally use the notice of fulfillment because I want to say that the condition did exist, that there was something we were looking at. It's just that we're satisfied with the results over saying it did not exist. So... Um, I'll go for number five. Can fantastic. Are you hearing? Can you hear me properly? Yeah, it's still cutting in and out a bit. Okay. Um, number five. So I'm a guarantor on a lease. The lease is over one year, but the person stays in the house, in the home on, on a month to month basis. I'm still on the hook. Uh, am I still on the hook? Also, when I go to apply for a new mortgage, does it affect my credit ratings? So, so I, I, John, are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, I, I believe that. Uh, I, yeah, so 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 the fact that the one-year contract is over, um, the the contract is expired now. He's on a month-to-month basis, so he's not on the hook. But in terms of mortgage, uh, like mortgage uh, credit rating, for if he wants to apply for a mortgage, it's it's not going to be there. Right. What do you think, John? I think um, with leases, you do not have, um, 
nobody reports leases right now on, on the credit bureau. So I think it's really irrelevant in terms of uh, your mortgage. Um, in terms of uh, being on the hook after the year, absolutely. As long as that person lives in that building, you're on the hook as a guarantor, no matter what. The only time that you become off the hook is when you leave the, is when you know the person you co-signed for leaves. Um, but I mean, no, it does not affect your uh, credit rating, and simply for the reason that it's just not uh, reported. Um, even when the landlords report, they won't report on you unless there's a missed payment. So, in terms of uh, guaranteeing it, I personally, I suggest to never do it because. Um, Again, anything that happens, you're liable for it, no matter what. So, I mean, it's really up to you. That's a personal opinion, but I think that could be very sticky, which is probably why you're asking the question, because you're probably wondering what the ramifications are long-term. So, with that being said, that already tells me that you're not really that comfortable, so I suggest you just follow your gut. But in terms of uh, credit rating, it has no effect of it as of right now. Yep. Number six, my townhouse is in Milton and has been on the market for three weeks. There's only been about five people here to see it. We originally tried to get a bidding war and underpriced it. Obviously, that didn't go very well. I have adjusted the price to what I think the value of the home is, but it's not getting a lot of attention. Is this normal for this time of the market? What should I expect? Is the market crash coming? Um Everyone thinks the market crash is coming. There's, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, yeah, like I, I, I just think it is, it is normal at this time because at this time we do have more inventory than we used to have back in January and February when there was a lockdown and there was barely any homes on the market and everything was getting a lot of attention. Now there's more houses. There's more options for buyers, so the buyers are spread out more. Absolutely. And, and again, it goes back to what I said earlier. The price expectations yeah. are pretty much should not be the same as when there was a bidding war. And, and the interest rate as well. Yeah. So with everything combined, yeah. it, it might not be. Yeah, exactly. So the market won't be as, as quick as it was before. So, yeah, the lack of attention basically... I, I, again, more than likely, I'm guessing that um, more than likely this townhouse is probably above a million dollars. And with that being said, that already eliminates a certain amount of the population that could afford it. So with that being said, with fewer eyes on it and everything that's going on, there's going to be a lot of people you know, observing instead of looking. Um, so, again, there's going to be an announcement in, what, eight days? Yeah. And we're expecting it to uh, change again. So I think there's going to be more uh, people uh, speculating. And then once their uh, speculation is over, we're kind of going to get a sense of what the new normal is. Um, so, yeah, I would just be patient or maybe uh, if you need to unload it, maybe uh, lower the price uh, you know, I would say lower the price, maybe 5%. Um, number seven, you want to read it? Yes. I want to purchase an investment property. I keep hearing the interest rate are going up. My question is, is should I buy now and beat their inc rate increase? Or should I wait until they, they go up in hopes 
to get a deal from someone who has to sell? Ah, that's a good question. I, I've got a simple answer to that, which is basically um, buy when you're ready. Doesn't matter what the interest rates are because even if you're trying to beat it, there's no way that you can buy a home and close in seven days before the announcements. So I think you kind of missed the boat for that. Um, in terms of could there be a deal? Yes, it could possibly be a deal. Um, I'm not saying there will be. There's no guarantees that there's going to be a deal, but the possibility is there. Um, I would look look at it again long term rather than looking at it short term. Forget what you're going to get now. What's the value going to be in seven years, in eight years, nine years? Um, real estate should always be looked at in terms of a long term uh, perspective, not a short term perspective. Um, if you want to do something like you want to buy a, a renovator renovation project so you can flip it, then this might be to your advantage. Um, again, the percentage wise is going to be very small. It's not going to be a huge difference. I mean, the days of buying something that was worth 800,000 and offering 400,000 because it needs to be completely gutted and, you know, people are going to jump at that. Those are kind of gone. Um, everything's with a moderation these days. So if you want to, is there a possibility? Yes. Will it be easy? No. Um, it could take some time. You may have to try a few offers. That's my take on it. So if you want to buy when you're ready to buy and think of it long-term, that's the short answer. What about you, Sad? I mean, investment properties are meant for to be rented out and meant to be to be owned for a few years. So so it really doesn't make a difference uh, depending on how ready you are. Now, buying investment property, just keep in mind that you when, when you want to close, it's a good season to to find tenants because you don't, you don't want to buy when the closing is in February and like you wait two or three months to find a, a good tenant because, you know, finding a tenant is not only just a tenant, it's finding a good tenant. So I, I suggest if you're buying an investment property, you do buy it now because where you, you for the next few months you can find great tenants that's, yeah. that's my only take on that that's a very good perspective there in fact actually to be honest even now we're in april so if you buy now you close in june yeah. people are going to start looking for places to move you know because usually what happens is people take the summer off they take their time to go on vacation or wherever it is they're going to go and do but they want to be moved in somewhere around September or just before September in August. Yeah. They can be set up for September because usually people change jobs. People go back to school. Life changes in the fall and, and they start their uh, pattern for the next year right around that time. So all the family events and everything that happens during the vacation times are done by that point. So people want to be settled in. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, I, I think ideally you want to close in July. Um, if you can, I don't think somebody's going to wait from April to July, you know, and take your offer right now, but that's the ideal time. So you can be rented for August, September for when people, uh, well, you know, when all this transition happens and with the last couple of years with COVID and everything's been all screwed up, I think people are anxious to get some form of normal going on. And I think they want to get back to the normal pattern. So that was great advice. And I, yeah, that's great advice. Ad. Thank you. So uh, another question, do pools add value to the house? If so, by how much? Hmm. So I, I, I just want to, I want to start first. So pools start like pre-COVID was not a big uh, attraction point to, to the listing, but 
after the COVID started, I don't people seems to like properties with pools because there were lockdowns, the pools were closed, the community centers at the gyms, and people wanted to know to spend time with their kids and swimming and stuff. So so starting COVID and after pools got more attention, more attraction than before. So they do add value to the house. People just feel safer swimming in their own homes. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you with, with, with what you just said prior to COVID. And really, it, it could be a distraction more than an attraction because um, it just gets in the way. There's more maintenance costs. People didn't want the maintenance cost. Um, if they ever want to get rid of it, it's expensive to remove. So you had to be a pool person to really sell it, which would limited, limit the number of buyers that were in the market for your home. Um, post or during COVID, um, it goes back to what you said. A lot of the public pools are closed. We're not. Uh, we're told not to leave the house. You don't really want to spend your days indoors. What do you do? You go outdoors. Well, where do you go? If you have your pool, you got a pool to go to. You uh, hop in, take a swim, and it's much more attractive. And people want their kids together, and they can use the pool for that. So you're right, absolutely. During COVID. Now, what I want to touch upon is post COVID. Um, that's still yet to be seen. So right now, it's an attraction. True. But um, and I think that we're going to still be dealing with this whole COVID talk for at least another year or two. Um, yeah. Hopefully not any more lockdowns, but we haven't really figured out a way to live with it because it's not going in a way. At some point in time when we have uh, some form of normality and the strains have been weakened so much that it's just like getting the flu and nobody will talk about it again. When we get to that point, things might revert and the pools might be a uh, no longer attractive. Or people might have gotten used to it and still like it and want to keep it. So that's still to be seen. But as of right now, I agree with you. It is an attraction. But the part of the question was, if so, how much? That's I, a, yeah, that's a tough one because... Yeah. Because yeah. it depends on the situation of the pool. Yeah, yeah. It exactly. be old and, and the heater is, the water heater is broken and, and, and it needs some kind of like renovation or it could be very nice and, and 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 new and so it depends absolutely i think it's you should be looking at it more in the terms that your house if it has a pool and your neighbors doesn't yours might be more attractive not so much by how much dollar value so you'll probably sell before the others will yeah um and number nine is there a reason that the price on my home of the home I bought is valued differently between the mortgage company, the real estate agent, and the municipal taxes. Absolutely. And the one you want to be the lowest is the municipal taxes. Of course. <laughs> um, but there is a difference. Uh, now, one thing is that um, the real estate agent typically would market based on past sales in the last 90 days and, and what the competing offers are going by. So it's sort of comparison. Is, is how the agent would do it, where the mortgage company will take into factor wear and tear. And um, and the mortgage company is also going to be basing it on uh, recoverability of their money. So they're going to be, they're going to come in a little lower to protect themselves. Always, yeah. So with that, and then again, the municipal taxes, their job is to try to get as much taxes from you as possible. So they're going to want to rate it as high as possible to collect more from you, but at the same time, they're a little bit more reasonable, believe it or not, that um, they're not going to 
raise it based on your sale. For example, if the previous sale was 500,000 and it's been five years and now the uh, current sale is a million dollars, they're not gonna charge you property taxes on uh, based on a million dollars. They're gonna adjust it by a different uh, rate. So will your taxes go up? Absolutely, but it won't be, uh, it's not gonna go up 100% the way the home went up. So if you, you know, I the exact percentage is, I have no idea. Um, it depends on how they calculate it, but it will be different. Generally, the municipal, uh, you know, values it uh, lower than everybody else. So I'll give you an example. My property value right now is about 990, and um, the municipal will value it at about 400,000. So I'm paying taxes, taxes, not taxes, taxes based on that 400,000, um, which is no picnic. Trust me, I'm not a happy guy when I get that bill, but it's better than rating it at 900,000. But the mortgage company is probably going to rate it only at eight fifty. So that, that's again, mortgage company wants to give you as little as possible to protect their investment. Yeah. Realtors trying to get you the maximum value, and municipal tax uh, municipal is probably trying to be the reasonable one. Um, is what it is. Okay, number ten. You want to read? Okay, so my lawyer suggests that I do a final walkthrough the home about two to three days before closing date. I am away for, for work until the same week we close between packing, loading the moving truck and signing papers with the bank and not taking time off work. I feel a bit stressed and overwhelmed. Is it really necessary for me to take a walk before closing day? I mean, we saw it twice already. Ah, see, that's going to be a personal choice. What it's going to come down to is that do you absolutely have to? Like, if you don't go see it, does that mean the home's not going to close? No, it's going to close. The idea of going to see it a few days before closing is to make sure that nothing's changed in the house. Like, they um, didn't take out the appliances that they said was coming with the house and replace it with some older thing that uh, nobody wants. Um, because technically, whatever it is that you had in the offer is what you agreed to buy. But sometimes people uh, want to take something with them and they'll try. So what ends up happening is you go in there, you bought a stainless steel stove, you close, you move in, there's a white stove. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it has happened. So, or they uh, start to move out, they're dinging the walls, you have, you have holes everywhere. So you technically want to go there to make sure the house is in the same condition. There's no flooding that wasn't there before. Stuff like that. Um, just, just ideally make sure it's just in the condition you're expecting it to be nothing has changed um is it necessary no but again then you're taking the chance on when you open up the door what what are you going to find that's uh that, that that's what you're really walking into and um, most times and i, I would say 90 percent of the times if not more when you open up the door you got what you expected and it's just really that one out of whatever many that you're looking out for um, when I bought my place, I didn't do the final walkthrough either. I was fine. But so is it necessary? No, it's ideal, but not necessary. At least that's my take. Yeah. And, and if, if, if they are very busy and overwhelmed with the move and the work and the, um, packing and stuff, the realtor can always go and, 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 and make sure everything looks the way they saw it when they bought it and make sure everything, there's no like concerns, no damages. And then they can report back. And if they wanted to move, they can take pictures or video or be on a video call with the realtor when, when they do the walkthrough. So that's another option too. 
Exactly. Oh, I'll read this one and you can answer. This is right in your alley. How long does it typically take to sell a home today? Well, <laughs> it depends what type of a home and in what area is that home. But the average days on the market, obviously, is not the same as it used to be a few weeks ago. Not not months ago, just a few weeks ago. So so now the average sale, the average days on the market, it's about one week to two weeks, if not more. Before it used to be three days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you can sell homes usually before between one to seven days. Yeah. Um, offer dates are usually a week from the listing and they've been failing. So it's going to take another week at least. So I, I would say two to three weeks, two weeks to four weeks, maybe. Also depends on your pricing. If you're uh, still trying to get the old price, which most people are, um, it might take a little longer. Um, yeah. Hmm. This, this is, yeah, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I look at, at yeah, I, I would like to read this question. Okay, let's do it. I, I look at how Sigma and it says my home is worth 1.5 million, but the agent says we should list it at 1395, just under 1.4 million, 1.4. My friend said that how Sigma is not accurate and I could probably get more. Who is right here? Uh, <laughs> go ahead, buddy. You can answer this one. Okay. I can... Number one, House Sigma is, is a good tool to use to see what's out there and what properties are sold. But the estimation on House Sigma most of the time is not um, close to what it sells for. Because House Sigma is an American software that uses algorithm that has no idea of, of, of what's what's the details of the property and 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 based on that like they just they just do an average number on on what's sold and so house sigma is not accurate it's a good tool to see what's out there and what's what's sold and how much it's sold but not something to rely on their evaluation that's my personal take on that and then uh in terms of uh of the friend that you can i mean like it, it's a strategy so listing at a 1.4 um, and it's worth 1.5. That's a strategy of sale. It, it, it's mainly uh, useful like in this market, but um, the, the, you need to understand the expectation, just like you mentioned, John, at the beginning, has changed. It's, it's not the same. Now, we don't know the area. We don't know anything, but based on this question, yes. So it's not about who's right here. It's about what makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing, right? Like, So the friend is right about how Sigma that you'll get more. Um, I think the reason is also how Sigma just compares area sales. Um, it's not necessarily comparing apples to apples. You may have five bedrooms. Your neighbor will have four bedrooms. Um, how Sigma is just going to take the average of the street. So there, there could be little differences that make a difference in the price. Um, do I think how Sigma is far off? For example, if how Sigma says 1.4, you're not going to get 1.1 and you're not going to get 2.2. It's, you know, I mean, if, if it's 1.4, you might get 1.5, 1.6. So it's enough of a difference that I wouldn't rely on it. But at least you can use it as a gauge to go the approximate roughly. So, uh, I mean, again, yeah. Uh, again, when your realtor says that the listed at 1.5, first question you should ask is why? See what the, his thinking is behind that. Um, he might have comparables that are compared to your actual house. I'd say that's what it's been selling for in the last 30 days, 60 days. He might use that as a strategy. Maybe he's expecting a bid. Who knows? I mean, every realtor has their own reasons. And if you figure out the why and how he came up with the number, you can kind of dissect with 
why he said that number. Um, your friend, everybody's a speculator. So the more, you know, the more friends you have, the more opinions they're going to have. So uh, you got to take that with a grain of salt. So that was question number 12. And I believe that is our last one. So that was pretty awesome. It was a little bit different than normal. Um, if we noticed that a lot of the questions were geared around expectations of interest rate this week. Yeah. So it's been a lot of interest rate talk. So it's going to obviously be a lot of speculations on that. And, you know, we, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. It might not change anything. It might change drastically. I don't think, uh, I think what's going to be affected isn't the price as much as the number of inventory. I think that, um, I don't think it's going to come down to what happened in the eighties and stuff where things went all bananas and, and then the market crashed and people lost uh, their shirt. And I think it's going to be a matter of the more affordable the home is, the more people that will sell, the less affordable it is, the more they'll wait. Yeah. That's, um, that's kind of the new norm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, there is always a minimum of what a person can accept and that hasn't changed regardless of what the interest rate is. So I would uh, just continue on, keep moving forward, keep saving, keep trying to uh, get some more investment properties where possible. And uh, yeah, don't stress too much about it. That's my opinion. Yes, exactly. At the end, we have we have like few pillars in the real estate market, which is the the immigration coming in, the interest rate, and the uh, number of homes available for sale, which is inventory. So. Now, one of them is changing, which is the interest rate, but the other two are not changing. We actually have a lot of immigration coming this year, and we, we the number of supply is not a lot changing, too. It's just maybe maybe now we have like 10, 20% more homes than we used to have before. So, Absolutely. And I think that maybe, maybe with all the speculation, maybe the play here is new construction. Yeah, because it's a safer bet. Yeah, and it's long term, so you have more time to save. And I think that uh, that interest rate will affect you a little less because you'll be able to save more, so it'll compensate. Yeah. So that is our edition of the Real Estate Q&A. We are back here in two weeks, which is going to be April 21st. Looking forward to it. Send either of us a DM if you have a question you want answered on the next one. Other than that, we will see you on the 21st at 12 noon. See you.